Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Our Lord Jesus said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep among wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And uh, uh, we got to touch on a little bit of the wisdom of the serpent last time, that high point being that when they shed their skin, they leave the parasites behind them that, that, that would eat at them and keep them from growing and being all that they were intended to be. And we need to learn from that wisdom because sometimes we hold on to all too, too many things for all too long and end up with dealing with stuff that we shouldn't have to deal with because certain parasitical thought patterns come and take over and we start underestimating ourselves and underestimating God and overestimating this world and overestimating Satan. And we need to just let that stuff go and start seeing things the way they really are. Amen. Uh, I guess it was the evangelist Angie. I, 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 we just kind of met here on this podcast. She said something so sweet. Took us to a scripture in Isaiah concerning uh, uh, how the serpents uh, uh, was operating and um, that what was going on up in the mountains. And I thought that was amazing because I'm going to throw this one last thing about the serpents. We about to leave them alone. Amen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you take a snake up to a high altitude, their blood congeals and they can no longer function. Mm-hmm. Snakes work best on the ground. They can't work up in the air. Wow. We're supposed to mount them with wings as eagles. Mm-hmm. And so there was this video I watched one time where a sea eagle, a white-breasted sea eagle, white being the, 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 the color of the righteousness of the saints, so he was operating in his righteousness. Let's take that one. And he saw down in the water uh, a sea snake. And uh, he flew from, I guess, it was a mile up in the air. He got the sea snake and grabbed it right behind his head and went straight up in the air with him. And when he went straight up in the air with him, the one, the snake couldn't attack because he had him behind his head. Notice Jesus didn't bruise the serpent's heel. He bruised the serpent's hand with his heel. So we take him out of, the, out of, out of, out of the, being affected that way because the uh, uh, power of love and the sound mind always operates greater than the mind filled with insanity. And I promise you, our enemy is insane because how many people do you know stupid enough to get kicked out of here? So, so yes, we're not dealing with the sound mind. Amen. <laughs> but it may, the sea eagle raised the sea snake up, up into the air to the point where he couldn't manage the altitude. The snake couldn't manage the altitude. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll get to there. Amen. And, and when he couldn't manage the altitude, his blood started to congeal and he could no longer even respond or react. And when the snake knew that he had him done for him, he took him and threw him back to the ground and he had a snake for a snack. Because that's what the eagles do. They, they eat things that were close to living. Amen. Or living things. So, I thank God for her bringing that up. That, that's going to be part of what we share in this discourse tonight. In, in, in principle. Not necessarily in, in example, but in principle. So he said, 
Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And I just got fascinated with how, again, how amazing God made these creatures. The dove is, uh, is, a, is an awesome creature. We, we see a, a, a common form of them as pigeons all the time, but those are actually uh, part of the, the dove family. And so, uh, when you say harmless as a dove, I, I mean, when I started researching these creatures, they blew my mind because they're, they, they can fly faster than some cheetahs can run. They are more muscular pound for pound than a gorilla. And they're more agile than a great white shark. And we just look at them as common. That's one great thing about being harmless or innocent or unpretentious as a dove, because you might not look like much. Scripture said that uh, there was no form or, or, or comeliness that we would desire him. He wasn't all about advertising what was on the surface. Not that he probably wasn't handsome, but he didn't make a big deal of it. There was, he was more concerned with how powerful he was on the inside and how good he looked on the inside where God was looking at. Because man looks at the outward appearance and God looks at the heart. He wanted to look good for the Father all the time. Amen. So, so let, let, let's deal with this, 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 this amazing dove. You know, the first time uh, the dove was mentioned in the scriptures is in Genesis chapter 8 where, where Noah uh, sent the dove out and uh, to, to see if the waters were abated from off the earth. The dove eventually came back bringing an olive branch and then he sent him out seven days later and the dove didn't come back. And that was a good thing because when the dove didn't come back, since doves build nests, they have to build them from twigs that are on the ground. And therefore the ground had to be dry enough for everybody to go out there and be safe. And it allowed the animals that were on the ark, they were not just carnivores, to realize that they had vegetation so that man and beast could live well. It was something saying that now there's a new day and everything is waiting on you to take advantage of. That was a good move that Noah did, sending a dove out like he did. Amen. And then uh, in John 1.33, we have uh, another reference to the dove. And it talks about uh, John the Baptist saying that he he didn't didn't know it at all. But then he said uh, the father had told him that, that whoever you see, uh, the spirit descending and remaining on him. Right. It was him that was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then in, in Luke three twenty one, where Jesus was baptized, actually the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape of a dove. And a voice came from heaven which said, "You are my beloved son, and you are well pleased." Wow. Amen. So we can see how how important the dove was in symbolism, showing. The ministry of the Holy Spirit Himself. Let's look at a, a couple of parallels before I dive right into my three quick points and I'll get out of the way. Uh, Noah was on the, the ark that represented uh, salvation and deliverance of all mankind. Jesus was standing in the water with his cousin John the Baptist that represented salvation and deliverance to all mankind. Right. Then uh, the Holy Spirit. Well, Noah sent out the, uh, the dove to make certain that everything was well so that when they went forth, they knew that they had God's blessing in their movement. And the Holy Spirit lit on Jesus as a dove to let everybody know that the salvation had come to man. He was God with us, Emmanuel. That he was actually, as, as, as Apostle Fletcher was saying before, he's with us. <laughs> 
I'm gonna start crying right now. That is that's right. If I just want to be social, I can say he can be anywhere else. (laughs) If he was left in the time and space, but he chose to be with us. I don't know if it's a praise break moment for y'all, but it is for me. Because I know what it is to be unwanted, and it is so good to want a God that loved you enough to send someone to die for you that says, I want you with me. Glory I God. want oh, glory God. <laughs> ah, my, my, my. I'm not going to start that. Ah, okay. Ah, all right. So, three points let's cover tonight concerning the amazing dove that we're supposed to uh, 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 be harmless. And that term harmless doesn't mean uh, without strength or unable to defend themselves. That term harmless just means innocent and pure and concerned with operating in their purpose. Innocent and pure operating in their purpose. So watch this. Uh, Dr. Falls had shared something uh, on a comment last time. I think I'm going to dive into that really quickly and get out. She said there's something about knowing our enemy. In in warfare, great, great uh, military leaders always learn their enemy strategy. If you all look at the NBA basketball like I do, or football, or any pro sport, they always look at uh, film of their opponents so that they know exactly how they operate. And it's something to see how a certain operates. And still, I just barely scratch the surface. There's so much more to go into. But he's not the point today. The devil is the point today. So she said that, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And God downloaded something. And he said, yes, you need to be aware of your enemy's tendencies. But you need to be also equally aware, or even more aware, of your friend's commitments. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit is our best friend. He leads us and guides us into all that it is to be a son. He leads us and guides us into all truth. He he will show us things to come. He will even say anything unless unless the Father has said, unless he hears what the Father and the Son have to say. He will only repeat that. He only is going to manifest the destiny that's upon us according to the will of the Father. So it's great to be aware of what our enemy does, but and it's also equally or even even more, if I can say more great, whatever that is, uh, to be understanding of the commitments of the ones that God has placed in our lives to benefit us. Amen. So saying that, let's deal with three things concerning the, the dove. I hope I'll be quick. There's so much to say, but I hope I'll be quick. Let's deal with the sight. There's nothing like sight. If y'all was like me and operating in real life darkness, this this life in the in the kingdom of light is amazing. He did translate us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Where there's a father of light in whom there's no burial, the shadow of turning. I am so glad that he loved me enough. To bring me out of darkness because he knows I'm not a fan. I'm not nocturnal. I'm not an owl. I don't operate there. I need a light. Mm-hmm. And that light was in him, and that light was the life of men. Amen. I needed light. I need to be connected to the Father. Death is actually separation from God. I need to be connected. And the fact is, he, he, he wanted me with open arms. He wanted me to be connected. It is good to be wanted. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, so his seeing. The, the dove has an amazing range of vision. They see like us. They see with both eyes, they're able to tell the distance and the, and the shape and the color of things, just the way we do with two eyes. But 
this is where it gets real cool for us when he's saying be like them. They can see food from a distance, and whenever they touch down on the ground, they can see food and they can see predators at the same time. <laughs> yes, they can, with each eye, they can see up to 340 degrees. A full circle is 360. They can see not only what's in front of them and what's beside them with great clarity, but they can also see almost entirely behind them. So uh, it made me think about getting that the army that he could take in was only the ones that had this type of sight. They, 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 they literally lack water like a dog. That means that not only am I seeing what I need and getting my need met, I'm looking around at my teammates and making sure they get their need met. And also, I can see the predators when they come because my head is up. Amen. So God wanted the people to be, be like he said in 1 Peter 5, they be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. That word vigilant in the Greek is the word Gregorio, which means to be watchful, to be awake. Amen. So, so the dove has this vision that doesn't just see about the moment. It doesn't just see into his future, but he sees a circumspect view of everything around him. And he has a balanced view of the past as well. Many times we hear Christians talk about our future, and they used to say, get that rap thing on, do somewhere in the future.
everything in nature is built on the fact that there's something painful and then there's something powerful. Mm. And we need to be aware that he uses the painful things mm. that we go through to produce greater power in us. Yeah. Amen. To keep mm. a circumspect view, be able to see what took place in, in the rear view, but not to focus on it because our future is still the goal. But then look at what's going on around you. Know what's going on in your environment so that you know your place and you operate powerfully in your place. And then look to the future because the great expectation that God intended you to enjoy cannot be overthrown when we're focusing on him. Amen. Amen. So that's enough about his sight. Now let's talk about his hearing. <laughs> we hear from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. And most people around 40 hertz. It's kind of low. I'm a bass player, so I think about the low frequencies. And... Uh, I have these, these weird hearing gifts called, what extreme hearing gifts called, perfect pitch and synesthesia where you hear sounds and see colors and, and, and uh, great tonal memory and all these things that happen uh, with hearing. And you know, I was really thinking I was really gifted until I found out about the dove. Because we hear only so low, but they hear 200 times lower than humans. That means we need to be hearing way beyond the natural if we're going to get to the place that God wants us to get to. Right. I need to be on my purpose and harmless as a dove. Watch this. The scripture says, that, I mean, the, the, the documentary that I was watching on the dove, it proved this about, about dove. Like it, was, it blew my mind that they hear so low that they're able to hear rainstorms before they form. Hmm. And they can hear earthquakes before while they're forming from distances away. See, they don't just, they, 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 the, the dove then, Remind me what John, uh, Jesus said in John 16, 13. He said, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. We're not going to get caught off guard. We're going to be like the ones that, that had, that had a, a healthy sense of appreciation for, for, for proper prophetic utterance that gives us the ability to see seasons before they are manifest in this world. The scripture said, God won't do anything in this earth unless he first reveals his secret through his service to prophets. Right. Amen. Not just someone who calls himself a prophet, but but the person who's been proven and matured and seasoned and developed as a prophet. Right. Amen. I, I didn't think he's gonna let me do this, but I guess I can quickly. Because the believers, we need to know how to test the prophecy. Sure. And, and people say, well, if it didn't come true, they, they, they're a false prophet. That's way down the list. There, because if he said it is for twenty years, now what you gonna do? Hold your breath for twenty years and they say he was wrong? I don't think it works like that. But
Now you got the, the four quick ways to test the prophecy. Amen. I can know in the first five seconds whether that was real or not. But they're going to promise me a car and a house and land and I'm going to be helping Jay Bud be there on the mansion of the God. I'm going to be Jay clapping and get a Buffalo crew. That's the devil. You ain't even asked me if I'm living to please him yet. The scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. <laughs> then all these things going to be at. They got to ask them. Don't even know my part of this kingdom. Lord, Jesus, help us, God. Okay, <laughs> now. <laughs> but they're here. They're here in 200 times. They can see the, they can hear the storms coming. Wow. We have beautiful prophetic voices here where I'm at. Uh, my wife is a prophet and says, share some things. And she said, things are going to come to the ship channels, to the, to, the, to the United States. We need to be concerned about this stuff. And the formation of diseases. And, and there was a time when water was going crazy. She's like, we need to get water. We need to get water. We need to get canned because we need to have this stuff stored up. All of a sudden, we had an outbreak in the Austin area. And all the water supply was jacked up. And they were, people were scrambling, trying to get water, but not us. Because right. we had heard from God. Right. We already knew that there was a prophetic voice that saw this, that heard the storm coming. That heard the earthquake shaking before it even formed. Mm. God is calling us to operate as dual citizens. We have dual citizenship. We're here in time and space, but we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. And I want to thank God for everything that he lets us know from the invisible realm. Because that's the only reason why the visible realm exists. Amen. Amen. So we get it first. This world should be scrambling, but not the kingdom believers. Amen. Amen. Well, finally, let's talk about homing. These birds can fly to 600 miles. That, now, that's consistent. They can fly up to 600 miles before they need rest. That's endurance. Wow. Amen. A lot of times we don't we don't need a, we don't need a, a new flash and a new revelation. We just need to endure because we've been given the strength to do so. That's right. And when we forget that, we're always looking for new stuff. But you know what? His word is as new as when he said it the first time because he operates outside of time and space. Jesus will blow your mind and say stuff like, "Before Abraham was, I am." That'll mess up time travel altogether. So God is bigger than what's going on in time and space. He controls all of that. But he doesn't leave himself subject to it. Amen. So we got dual citizenship. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ, operating in the invisible realm, and we're here in time and space, and this earthly body, a spirit man having an earthly experience. That's right. Amen. Well, there was this, I'll tell a story about this this, this uh, dove that was that was uh, a story of, about his homing. Something about doves that's amazing. They, they, they make with one, one uh, mate for life. They're all concerned about family. Both the husband, both the husband and the wife carry milk for the for the children. Ooh, I can start that apostle Fletcher. Desire the sincere milk of the word that you grow thereby. It didn't matter about gender. Yeah, we need to be harmless as a dove. Some people still hung up on whether a woman can do this or that. Let me help you with something. Whoever your ego is, let me help you with something. <laughs> See, there was there was eleven men after Judas had hanged himself. They was all running in ice before the, the day, uh, fifty days after the Passover. Right. We call it Pentecost because it was a Greek word, but it was called the Shadow Walk for for Jews for for tons of years before. And they said it was akin to God marrying His people. They looked at it relationally. We look at it as, as a bunch of performance with, with speaking in languages and prophesying and stuff. But they looked at it as the bride and the bride. 
home, away from home. I don't know at the end of the day uh, about y'all, but I'm going to just say this, I guess, as I, as I close. I don't know about y'all. I just want to go home. <laughs> I want to be home with the one who loves me. When we pray, we elevate and we get out of this place and we get into his arms for a bit. And then we come back down and we slay giants. And slaying giants is fine, but I just want to be with the one who loved me enough to die for me. I just want to go home. Amen. Hey man, I know he's got an assigned time for that, but let's live our lives so that he can't say, you know what? Uh, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Because that means I did all this work and couldn't be, couldn't go home. For him to say he never knew me, I couldn't bear that song. I'm fully identified with him. We're fully identified with him in Christ. Take advantage and be harmless. Be purpose-driven. Be powerful. Like a dove. See what he wants you to see. He said that he would guide us with his own eye. Hear what he wants you to hear. Don't depend on natural hearing, but depend on that that can't be noticed or, or, or understood in the natural. Depend on what he wants to reveal. Let me throw this last thing at about the site, and I believe I get out of your way. Apostle Fletcher, the, the, the dove sees ultraviolet light from the sun, and that helps them to navigate. Wow. See, they're not just seeing the natural realm. They're not just seeing what goes on in this level of citizenship. But they're seeing with the king's eye. They're seeing what can only be seen from the light itself. And when they see that, they're able to navigate their journey. Our steps were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. When we see what he sees, we don't have to worry about trial and error. We have victory wherever we go. Amen. And then finally, keep that homing device sensitive. Keep that homing device sensitive. Always be striving to please who's waiting at home for you. Yes. Amen. Apostle, I'm done. Okay. All right. Excellent. Uh, excellent, excellent teaching tonight. Praise God again. Uh, let me go ahead and do this little uh, stop. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day, and we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.